I'm Amy, a life coach and personal growth mentor. You're listening to Roots Change, a Grow With Me podcast. Yeah. I'm sharing my journey in hopes it helps you in yours. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to chat with another phenomenal human being, Kate Curzon. Kate is a mom of two who lives in North Yorkshire in the UK and is a former teacher who now is a trained yoga teacher that holds a diploma in mindfulness. She goes into schools and she teaches children yoga and mindfulness. I could spend the next 20 minutes talking about what I know Kate is doing in this world and why it matters, but she does a better job of doing exactly that. So I'm going to stop talking so that you can tune in. Kate, thank you so much for joining me today and agreeing to be interviewed on the Roots Change podcast. I cannot think of a better way to create change than the ways that you were already doing it. And I'm so excited for you to share with us how you got started, why you got started, why you're passionate about this, and what you hope to achieve for the future, really of our world, because what you're doing is going to change so much. So why don't you just take a few minutes and kind (laughs) of help everybody get to know you and and what it is that you do, one of the many things that you do, because we're all so (laughs) multifaceted. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've never podcasted before, so this is a a new one for me. So my name is Kate. Um, You can probably tell by the weird accent I live in the UK. And I am an advanced, I need to keep telling myself that, I am an advanced children's yoga teacher and mindfulness teacher. I basically go into schools in the area. Um, The sort of bread and butter of my work is I go into schools in the area and deliver yoga and mindfulness techniques and ideas to children in a really sort of fun and engaging way. So we play games. It's like sneaky yoga, Mm. (laughs) kind of sneaking it right in there when they don't really, you know, it's not like a, I think a lot of people think, oh gosh, my children couldn't do yoga because they can't sit still or they'd never be able to do whatever. But it's just so different to grown-ups yoga. It's, um, It's all lots of fun, lots of giggles, lots of um, jumping around. And then, like I said, sort of introducing the ideas behind the 5,000-year-old practice. Oh, my. So I'm just going to stop you right there because we have talked before and you know how how much I love practicing yoga. I'll do at-home yoga. I do it almost every day. Um, but it's not something I'm confident at. And I feel very uncomfortable practicing yoga publicly. And I'm like, I want to sign up. (laughs) Yeah, I feel exactly the same. I love it. It's kind of, um, I, I think because previously I was a primary school teacher, I'm much more comfortable teaching children, I think, because I spent such a long time doing it. I am qualified to teach grownups, but there's a bit of a block there for me at the moment. I'm not, I just... I don't know, it feels a bit scary. So I'm quite comfortable with the kids stuff. But I think that that's the thing that drives me is making it fun and Mm. 
I think sometimes yoga can be put on this pedestal of kind of, you know, this really spiritual, deep practice, which it can be, but also like we could have some fun too, right? <laughs> like it doesn't have to be serious all the time. And I think that's what's lovely about do- doing it with kids that they get that a lot more than adults do. And I think what's so special about that is because you are teaching yoga and mindfulness in a fun way. And so those tools are going to start forming and they won't necessarily understand the benefit of them right now, but later on in life, they're going to have them and they can use them here in the U S we don't have anything, anything like that. The best thing that we might have once in a while, which I never was exposed to is maybe your gym teacher (laughs) might go into like, you know, do a little bit of yoga here and there, maybe, but it's not something that even my children are exposed to. And I think as a woman who had, you know, a life riddled with (laughs) different, (laughs) different things that created some trauma, I feel like mindfulness and having a yoga practice would have helped me to work through a lot of things. And just like, even in the moment, be better feel better and feel more balanced and grounded and I love what you're doing why did you get started well I completely agree with you 100% and that that's the main the main reason behind me getting into this really because I like my childhood was fine everything was fine you know there weren't I didn't experience anything particularly traumatic I was okay academically I was all right everything was cool and then um I got older And, you know, there's a couple of things that happened um, sort of in my 20s and then becoming a mother. That was a massive, like big trauma thing where suddenly your head spins. And I I kind of I went. Sorry, I should go back a little bit. So I've been doing I kind of found yoga like in my early 20s and I kind of played with it. And for me, it was just a physical thing. It was something that you did, you know, to work out, to look like those bikini models, (laughs) which never (laughs) happened, by the way. But hey. Um, (laughs) but it was something that I came back to quite regularly that I knew there was something about it that I I liked that made me feel better and when I went through these the couple of kind of incidents that I had as a grown-up I went back to yoga I went back to meditating I went back to breathing practice and I remember thinking really clearly I'm so glad I've got this in my life because I don't know where else to put all of these feelings or what to do with them I just think it's really important that people have a toolbox. I think quite often what happens is uh, you sort of, you know, you're on a conveyor belt, you're trundling along your life, something bad happens, and then somebody hands you a tool to deal with it. And I just think how amazing would it be if everybody had this little toolbox to carry with them right from the word go that they can dip into whenever they need to. And it, it might not get to a big scary experience they might be able to just deal with that in the moment and and move through it you know I think that is more valuable than almost anything I don't Mm. know what it's like in your neck of the woods as far as like policies and, and and how things are done in schools but I know that you are going into schools and so I just want to touch on this but I feel like what you're doing in schools because you are able you have like Like even how you even got yourself there, I just can't wait to hear about, but you go into schools and you are 
teaching children these mindfulness types of tools like um, like yoga. And I feel like here we have some resources for children for like food. So like lunch programs, right? You can get free and reduced lunch if your family does not have the means to provide you for that because every child deserves to eat. Every child deserves to have the tools that they need to be whatever their version of successful is in life. And mindfulness is like a direct link to emotional intelligence. That is something that we all need. Like, I feel like if there's anything that we can do, like on the level that everybody receives the same, like no matter what, like you're all going to get this, what you're doing, like what you're trying to insert into the lives of children would be it because we all grow up in different households. And we're all exposed to different types of things. And no matter what's going on, knowing how to like take care of you. Oh gosh, 100%. (sighs) You know, it's um, this week has been International Stress Awareness Week. And uh, the work that I do with the grownups, we've been talking a lot about stress and how it manifests in the body and, and how actually we, you know, we're still working on this monkey mind, this caveman mind is in control of this body that we're walking around in so stress is essential because you know there could be a snake in the path or a tiger around the corner so stress is good it's like a flood of cortisol around your body it prepares you to move to get out the way to sort out the problem but you know in 2021 it's fairly unlikely that you're going to bump into a tiger in the supermarket you know I mean you might who knows (laughs) knock on wood (laughs) yeah it's not that common right So the kind of the stress that we're responding to is like this constant um, like obsession that society has with productivity and being better and um, proving yourself all the time. And it just absolutely breaks my heart that we're putting that on children from the word go, you know, like age four uh, in this country anyway, age four, starting at school and they're being tested, they're told to sit down and stay still and basically deny all of the things that their bodies are telling them you know like at the age of, so I'm, I'm quite obsessed with this at the moment because my little man is four and he's just started school and I just it just breaks my heart that we're kind of we're, all that innate knowledge that kids have about that moving is good for your body and that rest is really good um you know all that stuff that's just natural it's just there they go into that system and it starts to get pushed away and the stress and the cortisol and all those hormones start to pour in and it just becomes normal and then you get old and jaded and it's just the way you work and then you teach your kids yeah yeah exactly exactly so it's funny because in no way am I teacher bashing, by the way, because I was one and I know what it's like. And it is really, really tough, really tough. And the, I think the great majority of teachers really care about their kids. Obviously, there's some that maybe shouldn't be in teaching, quite <laughs> frankly. But um, it's really hard because y- you care for those kids in your class. You love them like your own and you want to do everything that you can to help them, support them, Um help them to grow up to be really awesome human beings but at the same time there's all this pressure to tick all the academic boxes and um, provide data and you know pass tests and this kind of thing and it's um 
it's really frustrating and that's when I go into schools that's one of the things that I've noticed more and more that I'm there for the teachers as much as the kids Mm. you know the teachers will sit there and you can see them trying things out and thinking oh this is quite useful and then you can see their little heads ticking and and the cogs start to go and then you speak to them afterwards and they say oh yeah we've we've been doing that we try that and we do a mindful practice every morning and I'm like yes win absolutely even if I never see those kids again the seed has been planted you know with the teacher and with the kids that's change that's how roots change that is the getting to the source of the problem which is you just named the source of the problem and you do something about about it like one of my very favorite sayings my very 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 favorite sayings is be the change you want to see And you are displaying it in spades. How in the heck did you get started? So, like I said, I've been I've been um, practicing yoga for like 20 odd years. And I started to kind of notice in my class, this is when I was still teaching in school um, as a classroom teacher. I just started to notice that there were year on year on year, there were more kids who were anxious, who were stressed, who were depressed even at the age of like eight, nine. Um, And and there was also this kind of low level of like emotional discomfort, you know, that so many kids were experiencing. Now, I live in leafy rural North Yorkshire. It's very pretty. And, you know, a lot of people here are quite affluent. And it was just becoming really clear to me that 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 doesn't make any difference you know there's something there's something that's changing in society that's making these kids uncomfortable in themselves and it was really starting to bother me it was really getting to me and there was um there was two children in, in particular in my class I won't name them or anything but um I just had them in my head all the time I brought them home with me and I was like what can I do to help them they're so uncomfortable in the world you know everything's spiky and prickly and they're fighting against things all the time and then it kind of literally like 3 a.m one night I was like oh my god like yoga (laughs) yoga really helps me how about I try this with the kids so I did I kind of just did what I did at home but tried to make it fun Um, and I would do things like close the blinds in my classroom and shut the classroom door when we were supposed to be doing maths <laughs> I'd be like, kids, let's try this. Shh, don't tell anyone. You know, it was it was like that. It felt like I was being underhand or sneaky. Um, but they just they really responded to it. Every, all of them, but these two kids in particular. I remember one day when I did, I did like we did some sun salutations and we just made up silly words and stuff. And then I did this guided relaxation, turned all the lights off, and. I remember sitting there. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Getting emotional listening. It was just the most incredible thing. This little boy, eight years old, who could not sit in the classroom. He was, you know, yeah, the world was uncomfortable for him. And I glanced over and he was completely still, just completely still, lying on the floor in the classroom. He looked so calm and at peace with himself. And I'd never seen him like that, ever. And I was like, I'm, this is important. This is really important. Um, but then it got to the stage where I kind of ran out of ideas. I was like, I'm just 
teaching them what I do. I need more. So um, I found, in fact, it's funny what you were saying about there not being much in the US because the people that I trained with are from the US. They're called Kidding Around Yoga. Really recommend everybody like look them up, find a teacher. We will link it in the podcast because I know. Definitely. They're incredible. The, uh, the sort of leader, Mama Kay, is called um, Harris Lender. And she, she just totally sang to my heart. You know, I was kind of, I think I just Googled kids yoga or something. And, and this came up and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the thing. This is amazing. Um, but it was in the US. So I kind of kept looking and checking. And there was a European person, but she lived in Berlin. Um, and I was thinking, oh, this is just never going to happen. Anyway, it just happened to be that she was running some UK training. Now, usually all of that is London, which is like about four hours from here. She was putting on kids yoga training in a place called Redco, which is about 25 minutes from my house. The weekend of my 40th birthday. What? And I was like, this, like the stars are aligning or something yeah. here. So I was like, okay, well, that's my birthday present sorted. So I went along and just, I was like, I was like, you know, one of those kids who just all the time was sitting at the front, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, just absolutely lapping up every single bit of it. Loved it, took it home with me, um, did stuff in my classroom. And then more and more was like, more kids need this. This is more, this is bigger than just my class. Um, so I then went on to do advanced kids yoga training, which was amazing because it was during COVID. So it was all online, which was perfect for me. Did my 200 hour yoga teacher training and then left school. Oh. I was like, I'm off. I'm just going to go. So what a journey. Um, yeah. I just can't help because of who I am to mirror back to you how this happened mm. and the synchronicity of all of it. And I just really hope you can see how, I don't know what word you want to use, but I'm going to choose manifested this. Mm. Um, And this is something that you wanted and you felt passionate about and you felt it in your heart. I can see it on your face and (laughs) you called it into existence and you were like sitting in front of this um, woman teaching you this stuff, lapping up all the knowledge because she was there for you. Like you- made it happen <laughs> so exciting I know it, it so was, emotional. Oh. I know it really did it did feel like the universe was like pushing me along like off you pop go on oh. this is what you need to do and that's so. what you're doing though that's what you're doing mm-hmm. through the work that you're doing with children as you are doing that you are like come on like we can we can get all the things that we need and we can be okay and we can be well. And oh my gosh, I'm in awe of you. I have such respect. So, okay, please continue because (laughs) I would like to hear how you address this to the powers that be that had to give you permission to start going into schools because that that took a lot of confidence and it took a lot of trust in what you are doing matters. Yeah, definitely. You, you could have not done it. Like you, it, I can't even oh, imagine yeah. the thoughts that you must have had. So please share. So I have, I, well, I was going to say I have struggled. I still struggle with imposter syndrome big time. Um, so I had to really put my big girl pants on. <laughs> it was, you know, 
there was some serious overcoming of doubts that I needed to do. But I think, um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, the way that I started was because I'd been teaching in schools for such a long time and I knew lots of people. I just kind of made them feel bad for not having me. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. (laughs) Yeah, I just sort of pushed my way in there a little bit, really. Um, So I started off, I did lots of free freebies in schools and just you know oh let me come along and show you what I do um but I think I mean the 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 sort of the kidding around yoga brand is so on point and so amazing like as a tool that once you go in and show them those things and show and the teachers see how the kids respond to it it's virtually impossible for a school to turn around and go no that's not for us I mean but it's not virtually impossible because I can tell you right now I don't know how decisions are made there but here we have very tight budgets yeah and so when you had to like actual get paid for it they could have said no it doesn't matter if they think it is or isn't we could even have parents here that think it's not worth it like and they will shut it down so what you did is super, it was super courageous. And it, despite the imposter syndrome, like, and I'm just want to just offer this is you didn't put your big girl pants on. You put your little girl pants on because little kids are bold and yeah. courageous and they're not afraid to do anything. That is, co- yeah, you're so right. Absolutely. So 100%. I want to honor you for that. So what Thanks. was... Okay, so I'm so sorry. I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's good. Okay, so you go into the school. You have been showing them, which is such like the best way. This is how you teach, even as a life coach, like helping somebody to believe that they can actually create change in their life. Like if you've never done that before, there's no way you're going to pay somebody to literally mirror that back to you. Like, because <laughs> you don't believe it's yeah. possible. So you do have to help people find proof for themselves. And so I like you went about it the smart way. Yeah. So when you- I mean, there is, there's one of the, sorry, that um, we have Ofsted in the UK. I don't know if you have something, you must have something similar in the US. So they're the kind of um, governing body for education. Yes. And somebody will come in with a clipboard and a very serious face and tell you you're doing everything wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, and then you get a grade as a school and all that kind of thing. But luckily, um, you know, you've got to look for the positives, haven't you? So one of the positives for me and for lots of children that came out of COVID is that Ofsted recognised that children's emotional well-being was important. And it was like, oh, finally, however many hundreds of years we've been trying to push children into little boxes that they don't fit into. And now we're worrying about their well-being. Good, good. <laughs> um, but that's meant that schools in the UK do have been given the responsibility for their children's emotional well-being so that's where I come in and I struggled a little bit with that to start with because there was a few schools who cynically got me in to tick a box and to kind of say yeah yeah we had you know we did mindfulness last Tuesday um we've done that we can move on and I struggled a bit with that because I was like it's against it's you know it's a it's a constant thing you can't just tick off that you've looked after kids emotional it takes practice yeah that's why they're called practices (laughs) exactly but then I kind of thought 
well no because what I want to do is introduce these things to kids and if I've gone in there and done that then I have and you know maybe in a few years time one of those kids will go oh I remember doing yoga back at school I really enjoyed that it made me feel good and it helped me to feel better in my body I'm gonna go do more you know so I'm okay with that it's okay it's a shame but if but it doesn't mean that it's not going to change. So even if you did just tick a box for them, you planted a seed. Regardless, exactly. things take years to grow. So good on you. Mm. And I know that you're not just going into schools because I was like stalking your website, which is really cute, <laughs> by the way. So I know in talking to you and my own research that you hold classes for very young children, like one to four. Oh my gosh. Mm. One to four. What an impressionable age. Mm-hmm. What a, like a great way to get them started. So you do public classes in your area for kids one to four. And then I think what, like five to 12. Yeah. And yeah, so do the, the little yogis is one to four. And then we do, we call it yoga club for the older kids who yeah, it's like a longer class. So the little yogis, they only get 30 minutes and that's enough. But but again, it's it's not just for the kids. It's the parents, too. Yeah, because they're know. there. Yeah, exactly. And they I think it's lovely to see how the parents respond to their kids doing yoga, you know, and there's a little girl I teach who she's two and a half. And the first couple of weeks that she came, she just sat on the mat and looked at me. And sort of played, you know, there's teddy bears and things that we have out. She played with a couple of teddy bears and just basically sat and watched me. And then the next week she was a bit closer, but she still just sat and watched me. And then the third week she sat and we do a little meditation. We do like a, you touch your thumb to each finger. So one, two, three, four. And we just say very simply, as we touch each finger, peace begins with me. So we say it together and then we'll whisper it. And then for the older kids, especially, I'll encourage them to just close their eyes and say it in the head. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's mudras, that's finger positions in yoga. And she sat, she's two and a half, two and a half, Amy. (laughs) And she sat there for, I think it must have been about 40 seconds meditating. Mm, That's beautiful. It was incredible. She's going to take that home. Yeah. And peace begins with me at mm-hmm. home. Like I can see it. It's, it was, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. When I think the younger they are, it's more beautiful when you see them doing it. You know, you just think, yes, I've got that. I've got my little hook in there and they're going to go <laughs> forward through life and try these things. It's lovely. Really well, I lovely. just love what you're doing. And I think that Absolutely. Teachers are going to be benefited by even if you aren't currently offering tools specifically for them, or if you are, I don't know. And the same for parents because they're witnessing their children. And even if they aren't actively engaged, they are absorbing what's happening and what, and like, uh, we feel silly. We have like, we have years and years and years and years and years worth of people telling us to act a certain way. And this isn't appropriate. That's inappropriate. That's silly. That's foolish. That's dumb, you know? And so even if they aren't like engaged there, I'm sure I know I would as a parent go home and in the privacy of my own room, (laughs) 
be doing exactly what you just taught my child to do. So I do not live in the UK and you do not teach my children, but as a mom and a woman who wishes she would have had something like this before I understood why I needed it. I just wanted to thank you like literally from the bottom of my heart, because what you are doing will create change. And that is the most important thing I can possibly think a a human being can do. So, you know, one of my, one of my favorite um, quotes, I share this quite a lot on social media, but the Dalai Lama said that if every eight-year-old was taught to meditate, you could eliminate violence from the world in one generation. And I just think that is so incredibly powerful. Um, so yeah, so one of the one of the other things that I've I've just recently trained and um, just recently qualified as a trainer for kidding around yoga, so the first trainer in the UK, which is very exciting. So I get to go and teach other people how to teach kids yoga. So because of COVID, it's all been a bit up in the air. We haven't got a date set yet, but it is going to be coming next year. So I kind of, I have that little quote, the Dalai Lama quote in my head all the time. And I feel, I feel really privileged that I'm part of that change, potentially, you know, that it's, it's an incredible, incredible thing. You understand the influence that you can have and you're doing yeah. something. And I think it's wonderful. Who knew, who Ooh. knew that in that your is- classroom, do, you know, trying something different because you see a need and you felt an emotion. And instead of just pushing it away, like so many people do, you said, I'm going to try something. And you yeah. followed your heart. You followed your instincts. Oh, if only more <laughs> of us did that. <laughs> What a world we would live in. But, you know, that's one of the things that, that I talk to kids about when we're doing our classes is, you know, yoga is so much more than just a physical practice. So we do the physical stuff, but we talk about meditation. We practice meditation. We practice breathing techniques. And then there's always a part of our class, even with the tiny ones, where we talk about the sort of philosophy around yoga and how you can kind of take yoga out of this room and take it into the world and spread it, you know. I mean, it can be for kids, it can be really simple things like so the yoga philosophy, there's something called the yamas and the niyamas, which is like um, a code of conduct, if you like, for for life. And the most important one, the first one is called ahimsa, which translates from Sanskrit as nonviolence. So I twist that a little bit. And for kids, it's about like the opposite of that. It's about being kind. So quite often at the end of a class, I'll say, you know, while they're relaxing, I'll say something like, you know, Think of something that you can do when you get home that's going to change somebody's day. And for little ones, that can be just, you know, giving mummy a big cuddle. That's what a lovely thing to do. Or it could be helping to load the dishwasher or writing a letter to grandma or something, you know, something like that. But it's it's yeah, it's the whole the whole package, you know, and I just think that I feel quite passionately that yoga is more than just physical practice and that if these kids are having just tiny little drips of information about how to go and change the world, change their little world. And then if everybody's doing that, you know, it goes. Yes. Is there anything that you would want? I mean, you've already left us with so much goodness and you've already said a lot in a really short time. And I'm excited to go practice yoga in a new way um because of just our conversation and just like you know really um 
be mindful and I already feel called to talk about my kids about like I practice all these things and I don't force my my children to do anything but I can have a conversation and I get to talk to them about this podcast interview I just had with the fabulous Kate and (laughs) I've already started a conversation with my youngest Akira who is 12 about the fact that you get to go into schools and her words were yeah, we don't get to do anything like that. And so I get to talk to her now about little things she can do. And I get to go do research about this mantra and everything. Like you've already dropped so much knowledge, but is there anything that if anybody is listening, whether or not they have children, but if like, is there anything that you would want to leave with us that you feel could also create a positive impact in their life in a really simple way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the invitation to do that. Yes is the answer. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, you and I have spoken about this before anyway, but I, I live in a body that's not um, a size zero bikini model. I mean, that would be nice. Right. But, um, you know, I'm a mum of two. I'm in my mid forties. I have wibbly bits and jiggly bits and something that I feel really, really passionate about is that I'm teaching kids and teens, you know, especially for teens, that it doesn't matter that, you know, yoga is about, it means union. It's about the union between your body and your mind. So if you go to a yoga class and force yourself into positions that are hurting you or feel uncomfortable or make you feel less, that's not yoga. It's not, you know, so something that I'm trying really hard. I'm, and this is one of the things that I want to teach when I'm teaching grownups as well is about the kind of the link between your emotion, your thoughts and your feelings. So you're thinking something about yourself and thinking about how that manifests in your body. So, yeah, I think for the way that I teach it to kids is about just stopping and noticing. So what are you thinking? What are the thoughts that are going through your body, through your mind, sorry, that was a Freudian slip there because they do go through your body Uh, thoughts going through your mind. And then where are they in your body? Where do you feel them? And just feeling okay about that. Like everybody has emotions. Everybody has negative emotions, but it's about not getting sucked into that and just allowing them to pass through you and leave, you know, and not getting stuck somewhere and manifesting in your body and making you, uncomfortable and like yeah just you know just go with the flow just be at one let it flow don't let it stop you from the gift of practicing yeah I think I I feel like that was a bit of a confused kind of explanation (laughs) there but hopefully you sort of understand what I'm saying that yeah just that your body is a tool you know it's not the be all and end all what's inside is more important that's absolutely right I mean on here And in life, I'm always talking about how thoughts and your feelings are creating so much. I mean, it literally is the results that we have in our life. We're creating our own, our own reality. So when we feel certain things, when we're thinking thoughts and it's showing up in our body, noticing it, I think is the most healthy thing we can do. And I like that you're saying like, just let it, let it go, let it flow. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's some work to do off the mat, but don't let it stop you. Um, 
I'm all about props, like yeah. yoga props and feeling like just because a certain position is hard for me because I have more body mass than the person that is teaching the yoga practice doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it or can't do it. And that there's a position for me um, that I can be comfortable in and like not to let that keep me from the practice. Okay. I've got lots of work to do too, because I still just do it at home um, because this is where I feel safe. And so yeah. as long as I feel safe here, I know as I continue to do it and I feel more confident, then I will, you know, change how I do things. But anyway, I think every, everybody every, in, in terms of two words, every body is different, completely different. And I actually have started more and more to talk about this when I'm teaching kids. So sort of key stage two in the UK, like age seven to 11, especially that they start to become aware that, you know, the person next to them can touch their toes and they can't, or they can hold a plank pose for longer and they can't. So this discussion is becoming more and more prevalent and I'm talking about it a lot more and, and allowing everybody to just be okay with what they are doing. Right. Like it's not a competition. It's no one's going to get a prize for being the most flexible. It's about how it feels on the inside. So you know, you'll see some kids kind of will look around at everybody else all the time. And I'm like, close your eyes, just feel it. Don't, don't worry about it. And I'm really, I'm really um, pedantic about teaching in rooms where there are no mirrors. Like I, I don't want mirrors. I don't want people to be worrying about what they look like or comparing themselves. It's, it's all done on the inside. Love it. It's all done on the inside. Kate, thank <laughs> you so much for joining me. I'm Thank so glad that because of COVID, I've gotten to know you. Um, and it is my privilege to share you in the, the little world that I have created for myself. So I know your message is going to help anybody who listens. You definitely touched. It definitely touched me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. <laughs> so where can we find you? There's some people that I know listening to the in the UK, I know I have listeners in the UK because it tells me I do. And mm -hmm. so if somebody was interested in your services, where do they find you or where do we at least get exposed to you on social media so that we can be benefited by your message? Yeah, cool. So um, I have a website which is still being built. So it's kind of there. It's almost there. So that's uh, uk. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram again as Kate Kerr's and Wellbeing. I also I do have a YouTube channel and it needs a lot of love. So yeah, it's it's something that I need to kind of um, understand a little bit better. <laughs> so it's something that's coming. It's something it's a that work in be, progress. I love it. I will put all the links into the podcast. I encourage everybody to check her out in the way that feels good for you. And just once again, thanks, Kate. Thank you so much. Is Kate not great? I feel like if I knew her as a child, I would probably call her like Kate the Great. One of the many things I love about living life on my own terms and being the change I want to see and doing things my way is that I have the audacity to use my voice in a way I never had before and take control over what's being said and how 
through things like hosting my own podcast. And because of it, I get to talk to human beings like Kate. I have talked to so many different people already and there's so many more conversations in store. And I hope something in this one resonated with you. As an almost 40-year-old woman, I learned a ton, a ton, a ton that I had no idea about yoga, like the terms. And I'm excited because I have a new mantra. And so do you. Be sure to check the show notes and get the links to Kate Curzon's social media. Even if you do not live in the UK or if you do and you aren't close by, this is a way for you to build community for yourself. Get yourself around individuals like her. I can guarantee you will learn something you can use. Roots change with every choice you make. Until the next time, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are capable of anything.